Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road as on the horizon within my car I'm but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hello and welcome to Spirit Sherpa The show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo I'm Jules, your co-host If you're new to this type of work, please start with episode 1 if you're an intermediate, please start with episode 98. And if you are advanced, please start with episode 200. With me, as always, to share her insights and her wisdom is a spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly, how's it going? It's going good. It's, yeah, we're, we're out shopping for houses. So, you know. Okay, the, the process has started. Yeah, I, I wasn't planning on it because, you know, it's eight months before the end of our lease. But uh, the landlady asked me, she's like, are you staying? And I was like, nope. <laughs> she was like, oh, well, I guess that's a lot of lo notice. And I'm like, yep. So, you know, I don't know if we're going to rent or if we're going to buy. We went out and looked at a place to buy today that ended up being a lot more money than he said it was going to be on the phone when we went to go out to look at it. It's, it's new construction. The land was gorgeous, up really high on the mountain. But he wanted $675,000 for a 2,000 square foot house on what was basically, you know, 4,400, like an acre. And, Ooh, that's yeah. a lot. And he's like, oh, well, this is in line with the market. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no, I could be in Bajo right next door to one of my best friends and right on the water on the big river for the same price for a bigger house. So not that I want to live in Bajo, I don't, but I could be, right? So yeah, he was dreaming on his pricing, but we're looking at something again tomorrow. So we'll see, or uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll see what happens there. And we're going to look at some rentals. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to buy yet or not. We'll see. 
we're just going to play around with it. There you get what happily, you know, planning my retreat and uh, putting together some amazing stuff for the, for the sacred power and purpose mystery school and, you know, all the fun things. So it's like that. Well, you are off to a very fast and furious pace working this year. <laughs> oh my God. You're starting the year out with a bang. Let's just go ahead and just start, you know, putting together a retreat <laughs> and shop for a house. Well, that the retreat is the least of the things that I am doing. That's the terrifying part. I am completely revamping the website. I'm SEOing everything. I am splitting the website into two websites so that I'm doing the Sacred Power and Purpose Mystery School on one side and the Spiritual Coach Certification Program on a different site. And yeah, it, it's a whole shebang. There's going to be a whole revamp of everything. We're going to be coming out proud and strong. Oh, Lord. Start new socials for the Sacred Power and Purpose Mystery School for its own thing. And okay. it's going to be massive huge huge change coming we're doing i just started a new channel on youtube specifically for all the spiritual entrepreneur stuff so that i can split stuff out it's going to be amazing okay (laughs) i was not kidding when i said i've got a lot you have a lot i have a lot well and this might come up up with the uh, ethereal network we're going to be on their tv platform so the ethereal oh. is, is doing a TV platform, much like Netflix or Hulu. Okay. Okay. Just subscribe to the ethereal network. Um, and so we're going to be on that platform uh, as a TV show. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. So the ethereal network is at its own like app, like it's Netflix its has its app. Yeah. It's its own thing. Oh, wow. I don't think it's launched yet. Um, you know, it's it, it's coming, but we are signed up for it. So we will be having a TV program. So, well, there you go. We'll just keep growing by leaps and brown, bounds. And that's it. that's it, baby. Hold on. Hold on to your butts, kiddos. This is a transformational shaman. Would you expect any less? <laughs> <laughs> just saying. That's so accurate. That's so accurate. Oh, my God. <laughs> If you thought the train was moving fast before, yeah, not so much. Buckle up. <laughs> well, you've for almost like four years now. So three and a half years, right? That we've been working together. So I think so. I lose track. You came into the 2020. Uh, you came into the the what was inner peace and is now welcome. To yeah, the, welcome to the woo. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was April of 2020. So yeah. Oh wow. That's uh. It's been a while. It's it's been a minute. (laughs) All right. Well, today we're talking about Tantra. We are. So years ago, I actually used to teach Tantra. And um, I I stopped teaching it because I got tired of people asking me for threesomes. Because it's inevitable. (laughs) I get phone calls. If you are out there and you are thinking about going to a Tantra instructor, please do not do this to them. They're not sex workers, okay? <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so... so <laughs> but we're going to talk about Tantra today. Do not ask me for a threesome. Okay. As long as that rule is out there, we're, we're good. All right. Okay. I want to... I want beep, 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 beep. We're going to back up a minute. 
what the hell is Tantra and what is it? <laughs> We just we didn't we didn't put the toe in it. We just dove right into it. Ah, well, it's me. What do you expect? Okay. Well, true that. Okay, so yeah. so for those kiddos who don't know, <laughs> what 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 is a tantra? Is it a thing? Is it a verb? Is it a noun? Is it what is it? <laughs> so tantra is actually a spiritual practice. It's a Tibetan spiritual practice, and it is much bigger than it is taught and as in the U.S. Um, in most of Western society, actually, the reason that so in Western culture, uh, Tantra is typically taught as a sexual practice. Um, oh, OK, because it's easier. It's a spiritual sexual practice. Right? It is a small portion of a much larger um, spiritual practice, the, the sexual side of it. But because sex sells. In the Western culture, that's the way that they bring people into Tantra. And the challenge is that a lot of the Tantra instructors out there, well, not a lot, but some of the major ones, um, are only teaching that aspect. It's okay to learn that, but you end up imbalanced. You end up with your your second chakra, which is your sexual chakra, the, 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 um, the sacral, um, your second chakra gets way overdeveloped. And so I've actually had several Tantra uh, instructor trainees come through my training because they wanted to balance their chakras. They wanted to be able to do the work in the other chakras and not just in the second chakra, right? And so okay. I came through and did the, the Wu series to, to accomplish that. Because what happens is if you end up imbalanced in the second chakra, then then you end up being not so great around your sexuality and your boundaries. And so not so great on that. That's where, it, where okay. things tend to happen, right? Ah, so, okay. Yeah, not so great. So, you know, but I mean, not to say that you can't learn some tantric skills in the bedroom without having that happen. You absolutely can. It is entirely fine to do that. But if you're going to become an instructor, you really do want to, and you're going deep enough into the practice that you want to do something to balance it. So if you're out there and you're a Tantra instructor and listening to me, please consider doing something that will balance out the other chakras so that you are fully um, developed in that, in, in the wholeness of the work, right? So I'm, I'm like wandering a field here. I'm, I got up at four o'clock this morning and I've been going ever since and it's four o'clock in the afternoon now. So it's been 12 hours. And so I'm a little scattered today. I apologize. We're going to back up. So let's talk okay. about the spiritual practice. Yeah. Yeah. So what, 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 what is the practice? So the practice is essentially at its core. It is the balancing of the masculine and the feminine within. Okay. Now, before you come for me, all right, we are going to use the terms masculine and feminine, and we're going to use them in the traditional sense of those. And I am not saying male and female, I'm saying masculine and feminine, and I'm saying it this way for a reason. So you non-binaries out there, it's not because I don't like you. It is because this is how it is traditionally taught. And in order for you to understand and, and, and correlate the things that I'm going to say today, if you decide to go to the texts, I'm going to give it to you in this format. If you want to modify your language and do things differently, that is up to you. I do encourage that you understand the premises 
of the process before you change things, right? Learn things the way that they were taught to you before you modify, okay? That way you're not changing things that you don't understand yet, okay? So that's fair. Don't come for me around my terminology. There's a reason. Mm. Okay. So we're going to balance the masculine and feminine within. So in this practice, the the understanding is the masculine is is the male energy, right? It is the energy of creating the container. Okay. The, The male holds the container so that the female can be water within it. Now, does this have to be man and woman? No. It has to be one partner holding the masculine energy and one partner holding the female energy. Masculine. Okay. They, the, your gender does not matter. Okay. Okay. So we are, it is simply who's holding what energy, right? So the masculine energy holds a solid container. If you do not hold a solid container, the feminine energy will freeze because otherwise it mm-hmm. will come out of the cracks in the masculine container. Right. Okay. So now this is if you're in a pairing, right? This is where the practice goes into a sexual side. This is what you'll learn in the the Western culture traditions, right? Eastern culture traditions, this this interrelationship between two people is a very small portion of the work. The vast majority of the work is balancing the masculine and feminine within you. So that you are the masculine that holds a container for yourself and you are the feminine that can be water within inside that container, right? This is what we talk about in the Wu Squared program with where you're solidifying your energetic container, your sense of self, your identity. We're Mm -hmm. solidifying that masculine side that can hold the container for yourself, right? That's the key here. Now... Uh, traditional Tantra has two types, two, two paths. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, this is going to be a fun one today. <laughs> My brain is going, are you done? And I'm like, just hang in there for another 30 minutes, baby. You'll be all right. Okay. So the traditional Tantra has two paths. There's the white path and the red path. Okay. okay. The white path is the healing path. And the healing path is much of what we talk about in our, our, um, our personal growth work and our spiritual growth work. It's, it's about doing that inner work, right? And the red path is the path that includes the sexuality side. Okay. Okay. So when you, when you hear about the Kadoshka, um, mm-hmm. you're, you're like, huh? What? It's E D O S H K A. I believe Kadoshka, Kadoshka. Um, when you hear about the Kadoshka or you hear about a sacred prostitute, um, you know, things of, of that, Jules, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I've never heard this in my life. Yeah. So in the red path, uh, there is, uh, you're doing that balance of the masculine and feminine within a sexual context, right? But you're also okay. doing um, a, what can be known as sexual healing work. And so the Kadoshka, oh. the... Uh, sacred prostitute, which is a, a an archetype, right? I'm not talking. Okay, about okay. The identify as that, although some people do. I did for a while. Um, uh, it is about doing uh, it's sex. It's healing through sexuality. So it okay. is, you know, a, a, a it's a dakini role, 
And so I'm again throwing out a random term. Okay. So Dakini <laughs> is uh, someone who is who has come into this life with the knowledge of sexual healing energies. They didn't need to be taught. They just in, inherently know it came in with them to this lifetime. I was one of those people. I came in. Okay. I automatically knew how this worked. Nobody had to explain it to me. I was just like, yep, this is where we go. This is what we do. This is how it goes. Da, 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 da. For, for probably a decade and a half, I identified as a, a, as a sacred prostitute. Not that I took sex money for sex. I did not. But it was within my relationships, right? Um, but I did a lot of energy healing work in that regard. And so they called them okay. prostitutes back in the day because in... Uh, you know, ancient Babylon, and in that time frame, there were actual temples to the goddess Astarte, who is a version, earlier version, Sumerian version of of Aphrodite. Okay. Okay. And goddess of love, right? And so Astarte was an earlier, more rough and tumble version, right? So okay, um, okay. But the idea was that, you know, the men would go off to war, they would have horrible experiences, they would have PTSD, they would come back to the temples, to the goddess temples for healing before they would go home. And so the goddess temples would take them in and they would help them to process. And some of that processing was through sacred prostitution, right? It was through the, the act of love and bringing them back into themselves and through through the connection to the divine that was only available through a temple priestess who understood how to make that connection for their partner. Okay. So okay. there's a whole practice around it. Okay. And so this work is sacred work. And, you know, in our culture, sex is, sex is so not sacred, right? Um, it, it's actually, you know, profane in a lot of ways and so the the practice of tantra the sexual side the red path of tantra is the act of bringing your sacred connection to another person into a union level the the end goal of uh, a tantric connection in the sexual form is to achieve the the uh, state of union in which you two become one. And that's on the energetic, where you're literally overlapping and blending your energy with the other person. Oh, that's cool. Energetic aspect to sexuality that can be achieved through that process. Okay. There's actually energetic orgasms that can happen in that context. Uh, they're called Kriyas, K-R-I-Y-A. Kriyas. Okay. Yeah. Kids, we learn it all kind of vocabulary. We don't have to have a spelling test on this and, you know, use it properly in a sentence. Yeah. Ooh, can't wait to, uh, what was it, diagram these sentences. Mm. So, <laughs> mm. so, so, so it, it way surpasses the physical act. Yeah. And this is a union that will transcend that where it's on the energetic. Yes. You can have an out of body experience there. Wow. Manipulate the energy as you're, you're touching your partner. You can actually move the, their energy and, 
and adjust it up their spine and, and pull it forward. And there's all sorts of ways to do different energy work within that context. Oh, that's fun. It is, it is. It is very fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that would be quite fun. <laughs> um, and it's, um, it, it is a, it's a high end skill, right? Because you have to be able to, so for a lot of people, women in particular, but men as well, because for different reasons, usually for men, it's usually performance issue for women. It's usually body issue. You know, I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't need, I can't be in my body. Not perfect. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I can't get present. I got the running list of to do's in my head. So there's no way I can get excited. Right. You know, right. So women that tends to be them and men tend to be around performance based. I've got to be the man. I've got to last long. I got to make her come all the things. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. And so it's, it's, and not to say that it can't be that way for each other too. You know, there, there's definitely issues in both sides, but traditionally, you know, when you talk to people, most often these are the things in general. Yeah. There's complaint for in general, but, um, and, and they have each other as well. So both, both have both things. So anyway, if you can get out of your freaking head, which is the thing, right. You have to be able Uh to get your head around all of those things, whatever your particular issue is. Mm hmm be able to be present with your body because it is a body-based practice. Okay. Be present with your energy because it is an energy-based process. And then to be present with your partner because it is a partner-based process. Well, it doesn't have to be. You can do this by yourself. It is possible to do it by yourself. Um, But it is uh, more intense usually with a partner uh, and unless you've got a lot of practice with it. So... Um, and then you have to be willing to release, uh, your need to be separate and individual from the other in order to achieve that union state in Tantra. What they talk about Hmm. is that, uh, the, the, the feminine is the entry point into the state of union. And that is because the woman is the, the container for, the state of union, which is the baby, right? So, you know, there's... Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. holds the womb, the woman holds the energy. Yeah. Okay. I got you. The the concept there. Um, And so, you know, it's often, men will often say that they find intimacy through sex and women will often say that they feel sexual when they feel intimate already. Right. And so that's. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. The, the difference, right, is that the, the woman feels the intimacy and creates the container for the man to feel it within the, the form of having sex. That's okay. the, the construct there that they, they talk about. So, uh, you know, this is it, it's a practice, first and foremost. And the the goal is union. The goal is not orgasm. In fact, in Tantra, it is a common practice for men to practice. Uh, 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 God, the term has just killed me. It's just gone. Um, it's, it's, they don't ejaculate. It's to withholding ejaculation. So, oh, okay. 
Um, and, and that's because the goal is not orgasm. The goal is connection. The goal is union, right? It's okay. So this is the other thing is that in Western culture, it's like, you know, how long does sex last? Eh, three minutes for on average, <laughs> 15 if you're lucky, right? Yeah. And yeah. In Tantra, you're not actually going for penetration, if at all. You know, you might, but you might not. Um, and if you do, you're usually not moving a lot. So there's a position in Tantra called Yab Yum. And that position is where the man sits uh, in cross-legged position. And then the woman sits astride him and crosses her legs behind him and sits. I saw that. And, and then they stare into each other's eyes. So they are penetrated, but they are staring into each other's eyes and they're not moving usually or not moving much. And the idea is that you're just staying connected and you're, you're running energy. There is a breath work process. That you I was going to say, that's, that's what I saw. Unison, right? So you, you breathe together in and out, and then you begin to breathe opposite. So he breathes in, she breathes out. So you're breathing oh, wow. each other's breath. And so that is part of the creation of the union process. And you're cycling the energy through your bodies, down through his body, up through hers, down and up and out through her crown, back into his crown, crown and back down the body and back up. And so you're cycling the energies and that's how you're bringing your energies together to find union, right? Okay. Yeah, there was, um, I, I just, it, God, it's been years since I've seen this, but there was a documentary on HBO. Don't ask me what the title thing was, but they were doing the breathing and it just popped into my head that I saw this. And that's what I, I remember singing. The lady was sitting on, on man's lap and they were like that, but it, it was like, they were, I mean, it was intense, but it was all with the look and it was breathing and it, and there was a, um, how you, uh, fire. <laughs> Yes. 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 Because I, I remember her in that context. And, and I want to be clear, you don't have to do this in a penetrative state. You can do this fully clothed and you can do it with, you know, whatever gender you want. Right. There's somebody's on the bottom. Somebody's on the top. Right. Um, so, you know, you can do this. I, I've done this in a workshop space. And, you know, it, it, I don't know if you remember. Um, I don't I'm pretty sure I told the story, but. I had gone to the grand opening of the Galeana Retreat Center in upstate New York. I had gotten into a workshop with a partner. I had been chanting all the way there. And so I was in an ecstatic state. Yep. In the three and a half hours I had been chanting, I open, I receive. And I arrived and we went straight into this workshop because I, you know, uh, yeah, because that's where we were. And we, I did this. Uh, exercise with this man I found very attractive and it was mutual and uh, you know we were in yab yum and in fully clothed but yab yum and we were doing the breath of fire which I don't remember what it is you'll have to look it up because I blocked it from my memory because this happened uh, I was running so much energy when we were done that I could not stop running energy I was literally on fire I was like just running so much energy. I could, I was like throwing it into the woods as fast as I could. I was grounding as much as I could. I could not make it stop. 
I Uh-oh. for food and they weren't ready to serve. And they were like, nope, we're not giving you food. I'm like, I don't think you understand. <laughs> They're like, I don't think you understand. I'm like, okay, not messing with the cooks. Noted. And so ultimately <laughs> I had to find two young men. They were like 18, 20, you know, I, I wanted to pick healthy ones because this was going to hurt. And I said, can I ground through you? It's going to be a lot. And they went, uh, yeah, okay. And I went, Funk, and I put my hands on both of their chests and and grounded the energy through them and their eyes flew open and they're like, <gasps> I did warn you. And they're like, yes. I'm like, that was the only way I got it to stop. So I completely you know, erased the, the breath of fire from my memory because I don't want to have that experience again. But, but I probably would not have had that experience had I not been chanting for three and a half hours when I first and, you know, been in an ecstatic state and really, you know, had the hots for this guy and, you know, all the things, right? Yeah. You guys are learning so much more about me today than you ever knew before. <laughs> Ne- see we never knew the rest of the story see so i will tell you that this is uh this is why i've always said that i have to write if, if i write my memoirs i'm gonna have to write half of them under an assumed name because nobody's ever going to believe that the, all this stuff that has happened to one person um because that's how interesting my life has been and yeah so i might pick the assumed name for the first half because that one's the more okay but yes <laughs> Okay, so kiddos, email Kelly your suggestions for her pen name that she's going to write her memoirs under. (laughs) We're going to make this a group activity. (laughs) Email her, drop it in the Facebook chat, whatever, comment, just just your your suggestions. Yeah. You know, this could be the moment to say that if you've been like avoiding coming into classes because you've got sexual issues that you're too afraid to talk about. Yeah. Come I, on in. You can't shock me. <laughs> Let me just say there is. Yeah. You can't shock me. <laughs> like, well, there was a moose and there was an elephant. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that one would be really, really mild. So, <laughs> all i can say yeah one of my favorite stories is is still when one of my favorite stories was still you what was it the they had a you let's see it was at a retreat and i think it was clothing optional and there was like a maintenance dude or somebody that was there and and you're like out with your friends going oh we're gonna make his day and just like waved at him Yeah, no, that was that was that was with Kathy actually. Uh, was it okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a lemon's gate, and and uh, it was on Four Quarters Farm, which is a clothing optional site, and uh, and it had been kind of cold that year, um, so very few people had gone optional, and uh, the the John guys used to to fight over that route because they'd get to go and see naked people. And uh, so, you know, every time they would come in, they'd be looking and looking and looking like, you know, where are they? Where are they? And then they'd see us and we were dressed and they're like, oh, so sad. And so on, the, on his way in, we 
he he passed by and he we could see that he was so sad that he wasted his trip out here the only time <laughs> he got to do it and so he had a conversation over breakfast while he was pumping them and everybody was like yeah let's do it let's make his day and so as he came back out we all stood up and lined up and the women pulled their shirts up and the guys pulled their shirts up. <laughs> we're like thank you <laughs> And gave him a yeah. proper farewell and thank you. <laughs> it was so funny because he looked out the window and he put his two hands out like honk, honk, like he was honking. <laughs> honk, honk. It was hysterical. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and this is the pagan world where nobody cares if they're naked. It's a body. There you go. <laughs> cares, right? Just a body. Yeah. yeah. So that, that oh. That's so funny because I just put out the... Uh, I'm a shaman. Of course, I like to dance naked around a fire thing. <laughs> of course, you do. Of course, I do. Of course, I have a library card to the Akashic Records. I'm a shaman. Yes. Of course, I. Of course, I don't need a GPS to navigate the astral. Yeah. <laughs> so all that to say, kids, trust me, you can't shock this woman. I promise no. you. She's like. Oh, well, that reminds me of the, and then she'll have a story. I don't yes. care what the topic is. I don't care what you think you've done. <laughs> That's been like, oh, she's never going to believe this. Girl, she done been there, done that, wrote the book and wrote the instruction manual on how not to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so true. <laughs> I, I come by it honestly, though. My mother was was a, a, a fellow yes girl. I call it the yes girling, right? It's like, you want to do this? Yeah, of course I want to do that. I don't sure. know. Yeah, yeah. Is it going to kill me? No. Is is it likely to kill me? No. I'm in, right? I'm in. That's it, right? And so, so my uh, my mother used to tell stories to her her office mates, right, to her coworkers. And uh, one day she started in on a story, and and her office mate looked at her and said, "I don't know why you bother telling these things. Nobody believes you. There's no way you've done these things." And my mother just shut up and she just wrote something down on a piece of paper and handed it to her coworker and the coworker looked at it and said, what's that? She said, that's my daughter's phone number. You feel free to verify any story I've told you. And she looked at her and she was like, they're, they're true. My mom's like, why would I waste time wait, making up a story? My life has been too interesting. <laughs> she mm-hmm. was like, oh my God. And, and my mom was tame compared to me. Let me just say that. I drove into team awesome. 15. Let's do the math. So, yeah. At 60 miles an hour. Hopped into the seat at 60 miles an hour and drove. Yeah. There you so. <laughs> Been on a nuclear submarine during an emergency blow. That one usually brings the party. So. Yeah, I, I, got, I got nothing for that. <laughs> I got nothing. I didn't even know what. Submariner. Yeah. No. Dependence crisis. <laughs> I'm doing good to to look up what tantra means, and that it it, it literally means woven together. I was like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here, you know, tricking through different experiences and going, nope, can't tell that one on air. Nope, can't tell that. Yeah, one on air. Can't tell that one. Can't tell. Nope, mm-mm, not gonna happen. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, funny. You know, I, I had to wait to talk about this till my dad died. <laughs> I wanted to get back to him. <laughs> so, so when you were teaching Tantra earlier, yes. all right, many moons ago, right, what you were saying, right? 
did you ever have anyone that like was like oh my god i don't know about this and it's like we're going in and then they just totally like and i don't mean this in a way you know sexual way but like they they blossomed as in like they had like like healing and like whoa um so the yes that happens um i was doing a lot of beginner workshops so that doesn't happen as often in a beginner space Uh, okay but what happens more often is that people come in in an analytical brain space And I actually did this at an event where I was walking people through an exercise and this couple who are both engineers were having a hard time connecting. And I finally had to look at, you know, he was doing okay. She was like, not, she was just, I could see her all up in her head. And I said, okay, here's the deal. This is the time to have the experience. You can analyze the experience once it's done. You need to stop trying to analyze it. You need to just have it first. And she was like, oh, and then she could drop in. And that worked great for her. And, you know, with him, I had to just uh, had to work a little bit more to sort of get him into the experience of being in his body and in his senses and feeling things, Mm -hmm. thinking about what he was feeling. Right. So there's a difference between thinking about an emotion or an experience and having the emotion or the experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that was the the key there. But, yeah, I mean, there's been there have been so Tantra. Um, often comes with pujas. I'm just throwing new words at you guys all the time. So pujas, pujas or puja, pujas, puja, puja. Okay, yeah. I, I knew someone who named so, that way back when. I that would be interesting. She that, that was that that was her name. Her name was Pooja. Wow. Way back when, I, I that's all I remember. <laughs> so a, what does that mean? Sacred connecting space. So okay. It, 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 it's a sacred name if she had that as her name. Um, but it's a sacred connecting space. And so, you know, you often will sit in yab yum or you might sit cross, cross-legged across from each other if you're not wanting to be that close. But it's a space where you have an inner circle facing out and an outer circle facing in of people and people rotate and you have connections with whoever's in front of you. Now, this is not an orgy. Let me be clear. This is often fully clothed, mostly, usually fully clothed. Um, oh. It's a place of connecting. And so it is a way of connecting with a bunch of people and to be able to open to an intimate space and to have, and it's it's in a safe container, right? You know, you're, you're in a space where people are, you know, holding the container and there's somebody who is facilitating and there's a whole thing there, right? And so, you know, sometimes in those spaces, when people have not been able to open and be intimate with someone, that can trigger an emotional release and a clearing. And, you know, sometimes you'll see tears there. Sometimes you'll see people completely lock up and just go into themselves. And they're like, I can't do this. And it's like, okay, no requirements. You know, I've had people sit across from me in a puja and all they would offer me is a single finger. And they're like, I will, I will touch your finger, but I'm not going to look at you. Like, okay, I'll take you what, take what you are available to give. That's fine. And I've had people who were like, nope, can't do anything. Just going to close my eyes. I'm like, okay, that's fine too. So, 
You just, wow. it's, it's meeting people where they are. And if, if someone has had like, uh, I'll say like a sexual trauma that's happened to them, how does that affect their ability to, I guess, kind of get into the Tantra or is there an, an opportunity for healing of those type of things through this kind of work? I was thinking the the white path, the healing path is, is was wondering about. Yeah. So I would not start with a puja as an opening volley into doing uh, recovery from a trauma of that kind, because it is, it is an intense space, not bad, but it's, it's likely to bring stuff up. So uh, the exception okay. to that rule would be if you are really good at processing your own emotions, if you've done a lot of inner work on yourself, if you've done a lot of healing and then you experience the trauma, then maybe you could do that because you already know how to do all the other pieces. Right. Mm -hmm. But as a starter point, I would not do that. You know, okay. um, is, is it possible to work with your partner on this? Absolutely. It would be a great space to do with, with your trusted partner that, that you know, that you are, are connected to, that you feel safe with, that you, are, you can trust. All of that, yes, I would not go to a public environment and do a public puja. I would, that yeah. is asking for trouble, right? Um, okay. To work with, if you don't have a partner and you're trying to work this through, to work with a certified Tantra professional who does this work and is trained in this work. Could you do that? Yes. But I wouldn't expect it to be a one and done process. It's going to be, it's going to take some time. Okay. So, you know, because you got to build the trust factor and you got to, you know, you got to open yourself up. You've got to be able to do the work. Right. So there's everybody's healing journey is different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my, my comment here will be trust your gut. If your gut says no, say no. If your gut says maybe it's probably a no. Okay. Unless your gut is a full on yes, but I'm scared then, you know, you got to start at least at that level in order for that to be something that you should do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because once you've already been traumatized, this is not the time to push your limits. Okay. Right. Be gentle with yourself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's it, it, this stuff will always be there. You don't have to do it today. Right. Cool. I was about to say we, we're, we're wrapping up the Tantra series here um, or Tantra, Tantra talk today and that we've learned a lot of vocabulary that I don't know the spellings to or can use properly in a sentence yet. But, <laughs> but you know, that's my job is to keep exposing you to new things. Yes. You say that in a punny way. Thank you. Um, yes. Um, yes. So, yeah, the reason that I didn't go too heavily into the white side of Tantra is because a lot of what we do in the the podcast and the in the uh, Welcome to the Woo or the Woo series in general uh, is effectively the white path in Tantra. So we talked a lot about the red path because that's just is the thing that I don't usually talk about. But yeah, the, the white path is a lot of that. There's also the Kundalini yoga, the you know the tantric yoga things like that. Um, and raising the Kundalini is another piece of the puzzle. Um, 
in terms of activation. So the Kundalini is a a snake at the base of your spine. It's an energy snake at the base of your spine. And when you awaken it, it, it slithers up going back and forth between your chakras up the spine and it acts okay. as another channel of energy. And so tantric practice often will awaken the Kundalini uh, yogic practice can awaken the Kundalini Kundalini yoga in particular is okay. focused on the Kundalini energy, right? So that's actually one of the things that we're going to do at our retreat is uh, activate the Kundalini. So we're going to, well, okay. then. Just in general, I'm going to open that energy up for all of the participants. So, yeah. So <laughs> that'll be another story for another time, kids. <laughs> How Kelly awakened. Want to be more magical and more powerful? Here we go. <laughs> That's one of the first things we do so that we can titrate it over the course of the, the week that we're going to be meeting together because oh cool for some people when you open it up they can't open it all the way the first time because it's just it's too much energy running um so we've got a is it one it does it open and close like a chakra or once it's open it stays open so it, it tends to be shut down and by default um and once it's awakened, it, it will begin to expand uh, over time, no matter what. Um, but you can, it's it's like a dial. You can turn it up and down when you're first opening it. Okay. Okay. Um, and so, you know, if I open it all the way and the person gets the shakes, then I'm like, okay, we're going to titrate that back down. And we're <laughs> we'll just put it at like 25%. It'll be okay. Right. There you go. And then, you know, over time, it will open up its own accord as the person is capable of holding more energy, right? All right. Yeah. So, well, very good. Things and more. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. All right. So, if there, if all of this sounds, well, and then she popped off again. Okay. So, <laughs> we will put it in the show notes as far as how to, if you're interested in attending the, um, retreat that she's going to have in 2024 um more details on that to come but uh we'll put in the show notes um how to let her know that you're interested um i'm going to say email her at kelly at kelly sparta.com that's k-e-l-l-e at k-e-l-l-e-s-p-a-r-t-a.com um and let her know that you are interested um i know there's going to be so uh so many slots uh availability um and she's going to keep it right on the smaller um, population of attendees rather than, you know, thousands of people. Um, that way you have a more intimate setting um, and you have a more intimate interaction with her and the course material that she's going to have. And she's also going to tailor that course material specifically to the attendees. So if the attendees are more on the newbie side, you know, she'll do the Kundalini awakening and then some more newbie kind of stuff, you know, in the intermediate right um magical things and then if you're more advanced practitioners um do the kundalini <laughs> yes yes screwed that one up <laughs> kundalini awakening and then more advanced magical practices so um she'll be able to tailor that for you and so um i don't know any other details on that yet um otherwise i would tell y'all but i don't know yet so um Hang on, sign up for newsletter 
Um, so I know she's going to be putting out some publications um, in our newsletter. So you can go to kellysparter.com and sign up for the newsletter. That way you'll be in the know. And I'm still waiting for her to pop back in. So I'm trying to tell y'all other things. Let's see. So, oh, here she comes again. All right. So whenever she pops back in, I'll ask her the best way to... Um, so that you can let her know that you're interested in attending the retreat. As soon as she pops back in, here she's come. She's coming. She's she's in. Her big toe is in the door. There she is. All right. Oh, so Losing internet connection. I don't know what's going on. It's sad. That's okay. I was telling them all about the retreat. And if... if <laughs> And, but I didn't remember, other than to email you at kelly at kellysparta.com, that they are interested in going and that I knew you were going to keep it to a small number so that it's not like humongous and they have an intimate setting. 16? 16 beds, and I've already got four people who have said they're coming. Okay, y'all. So what is the best way? I haven't even scheduled it with the retreat center yet. I love it. I love it. Well, I told them to sign up for the newsletter. That way, you know, they'll they'll give a heads up on that. But then how do they let what's the best way to let you know that they're interested in going to it? Uh, just email me at Kelly at Kelly Woohoo! I got it right, y'all. Put you on the list. Uh, and um, so here's how this is going to go. The people who get first dibs are going to be the people who are in program with me first. Um, and then after that, uh, then, then it'll, I'll open it up to the people who have signed up on the, I want to be informed of the next retreat list. So they'll get the first notice after that. And then after that will be the people on the mailing list and then it will go out to public. So, um, you know, that's how that's going. Mailing list and, um, the Facebook group will get it at the same time. All right, there you go. So more details on those will, you know, be coming um, as she gets everything reserved and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, I, I know where I'm going to hold it. I've already talked to them sort of in general. I just need to get the quote and set the dates for solid and start to get, get some information together for the pages and write up the sales page and the whole shebang. But yeah, I've already got good stuff that we're going to do, and I'm super excited about it. We're going to be getting into physical presence practice for ourselves to get you into focus and into presence so that you can do your magic better. And we're going to we're going to sing up the sun every morning. So we're going to ooh fun. Yes, it is one of my favorite practices that I, I, uh, I'm stealing from another retreat that I used to go to. Um, it's fantastic. It, it's one of the best ways to start your morning is to get up in the morning before, the, before dawn and you just put your voices together with other people. And, and there's the whole round that we do that's to Dona Nobis Pachin, and, uh, which is uh, you know, three-part harmony and it's oh, so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it, it's just a lovely practice. And so we'll be doing that every morning. And, and there's going to be, you know, um, tours that we're going to do and a new energetic work. I'm going to do sound healing work for people. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of really cool stuff. I'm, I'm super excited. The, the actual, you know, what are you going to learn piece is going to be customized to the people who attend. Because there you go. People are in, in their practice and what they're interested in learning about. So we'll definitely be doing some group practices because that's something you can't do from home, right? Um, no. Yeah. 
So, you know, we're de definitely going to do some group practices together to create containers and stuff. Yeah. And honey, don't worry about it. if you can't sing like me. It, it's in your tone deaf. It's okay. She's going to teach you the three part harmonies. Don't worry about it. it it's all right. Just mm, you're going to be all right. The sun doesn't care. The sun does not care. <laughs> That's right. The sun does not care. All right. Well, before I lose you again, what is your Kellyism for today? <sighs> find balance within before you try to find balance without. There you go, kids. All right. Well, that's all that we have time for this week, folks. Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, y'all. Resting place, Bye. driving down the road, eyes on the horizon. Within my car, I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong. Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself. I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.